0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Good evening, guys and gals, uh, for what will be your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on all the biggest stories along for the ride here. Um, before we start getting into some stuff today, um, you guys have heard me talk about Zabo Apparel. Love the company. Love the quality of the shirts they put together. We've, uh, we're going to do something fun here this year. Um, we're going to do, uh, you know, we'll give you the opportunity. It'll be through, you know, the pregame show. And we're going to give you the opportunity of predicting the final score. I don't want anybody to predict a Browns loss. Predict the final score of each Sunday or Monday or Thursday or whatever it's going to be. And, uh, folks, at Abo Apparel. You correct the, yeah, I mean, first one to correct the score First one to predict the score correctly will win a free shirt from Zabal Apparel. So appreciate them for looking out. But look, you know, you know, you know, I'm huge fans of them. So anything I can do to actually help them, you know, uh, you know, as in their venture, great people, you know, quality products. So that's something we're looking forward to adding here this year. Uh, Pete, I guess where we're going to start this and, you know, Browns wise, look, it's slow. We're going to learn a lot more after Thursday night, you know, kind of got a couple of tidbits yesterday so we can get a little bit more into the league. And look, I mean, we're going to face the Miami Dolphins. I, I, I don't know how much faith to put into it, but Miami basically telling the league, Pete, everybody's available. And then you're maybe going to trade one of the very, very, very few assets you have in Laramie Tunsil. And maybe try to recoup Jadavie and Clowney. I mean, look, there's enough credible people talking about it, Pete. It makes zero sense on any surface whatsoever.
1: I agree. There's no reason whatsoever to give up Laramie Tensel, uh with all the work you've put into him. Um, you obviously started out of guard initially because they had uh, other tackle prospects and they had no – uh, reason to believe that Tunsil was going to be available. And then they had the whole, you know, the whole gas mask video, everything. And he started to start free-falling and they ended his fall. And here we are a few years later. And he's he's a very, very good offensive tackle. Uh, and if you are in a position where you're shortly going to be there, you know, Josh Rosen looked pretty damn good. Uh, the last preseason game he was in there. Uh, but if whether you like him, whether you like a, a quarterback next year, draft, the last thing you'd want to do is give up, uh, you know, that left tackle uh, that could protect him and certainly not um, not for the sake of, you, you know, the, the one thing the, the Dolphins have is uh, things for the future to give up for a player like Jadevian Clowney. I mean, if you're going to get you, – you've got draft picks and everything else, um, the, the last thing you'd want to do is get get rid of one of the few real – foundational assets you have to basically get another one who then you will have to turn around and pay a fortune to. Um, uh, Certainly I can understand why the dolphins would be interested in Clowney, Uh, but this whole thing has gotten very weird, uh, especially because Clowney is upset with bus cook. who's his agent. He feels uh, reportedly feels like bus cook has not done a great job of, of getting him sort of out uh, of Houston or, you know, maximizing his value or whatever. And I, I, I assume, you know, beyond the fact that Miami is uh, obviously a very nice place to live and, and very popular with a lot of NFL players, there's not much going on there. And, and that may not be a particular interest to Clowney uh, at this moment. Uh, but uh, that is a weird rumor. And then you've got Mike Lombardi talking about how this deal is going to be, you know, consummated within the next 24 to 48 hours and I don't know if any of that's true but uh, my guess is at first blush that, that this whole thing is to try to get somebody to induce another buyer on clowny and give up a better offer than whatever uh, Miami's doing. Now having said that um, if Miami was to realistically uh, give up Tunsil, you know, Houston Texans have to be all over it because that's their big, when we, the biggest weakness they have. Now, that that is where this feels like it's just connecting dots that, oh, Miami has, you know, the ability to trade for a guy like Clowney. Oh, they have this great left tackle. Well, of course they'll trade for each other because, you know, they're going to do Houston the, the monumental favor of giving them the one, the biggest piece they don't have. Uh, to get rid of a – to, to in, in place of a player they can't sort of really uh, afford to keep long-term. So my guess, if I had to guess, is that Clowney doesn't go to Miami, or if he does, it sure as hell is not for Tunsil. Uh, I, I'm just
0: going to stick with this, and, you know, we'll get to this here. Um, you know, apparently, you know, the rumors are Seattle. But, Pete, and we've mentioned this, and this just has all the makings of the Eagles figuring out a way – to satisfy Houston enough where, you know, look, I mean, Houston's got a lot of, I mean, Philadelphia's got a lot of offensive linemen. I mean, I don't think you're going to move, you're not going to move Jason Peters. You're certainly not going to give him Dillard, but there's going to be, they just feel like this is another one of those where we're going to sit back again and say, damn it, the Eagles. It's almost like it was the Patriot thing. Now it's Howie Roseman and the Eagles. It's like, how do you guys let them continuously do this?
1: Well, I mean, look, if we are in, if we are looking at this from the standpoint of a a very good left tackle can get this done, you've got a team in Washington that could make a very unfortunate situation to a really happy ending for them. If they can go ahead and move Trent Williams, who, you know, insists he's not going to play there to Houston uh, to get Judevian Clowney in, in town. I mean, certainly that's, that would be a dream outcome for them. If, 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 if Trent Williams is truly dedicated to the idea, he's never going to play there. And you can bring in a guy that can be a, a, a game changer for a defensive line that does have some interesting pieces, but they don't have, you know, that true game changer that, that could clowny could be, you know, play a five in that odd man front uh, and really make some things happen. Uh, but, but that's, you know that that's one of those things where if we're really looking at this from the standpoint, if Houston's going to get a left tackle from somewhere, I mean that seems to be the most obvious place to do it. But yeah, this this I mean this is where Howie Roseman does the math, figures it out, and manages to fit these things in, and does is aggressive enough to sort of move in and do this, uh, no question. But uh, yeah, I mean if 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 you're looking at this from a purely connect the dots to hey who who has a left tackle there they may not be able to keep and would be great uh, for Deshaun Watson. It starts and ends with Trent Williams.
0: And, look, I mean, you can find a way to maybe – I mean, look, that's obviously one, and, and, you know, a Josh Sweat, Jadavian Clowney bookends is, is pretty damn nice. But for the Eagles now, maybe it's almost more of the, well, look, now you only got Duke Johnson. So let me satisfy you with an offensive lineman. You know, the Eagles, there's running backs. You know, you can find a way to send them off something else. And then some change on the dollar and a draft pick. This just feels like another one of those where, they're, you know, we're going to end up at the end of the day going, well, psh, how do we keep letting the Philadelphia Eagles do these things? Heck, could even, you know, maybe find a way to slip in a wide receiver too. You know, the Eagles are one of those teams that are probably, you know, going to spend a lot of time getting from that 60 to 53. And there's no sense to, you know, if you, no sense to cut them if you can trade them. So there is that. Uh, guys, it's been a long day at work. Still stuck at the office or getting home late because the kids have games or at practice. Open the DoorDash app. Choose, wa- choose what you want and where you want it from, and your food will be delivered to you, wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off the first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code locked on, all caps, no space. Uh, we do use it. It's, you know, uh, look, my wife works. I work. I still got to go home to do a show every night uh, with two kids and their activities. Look, there's just times where – it's just the easiest thing to do because even if you're walking in the door at 7.30 at night, last thing you want to do is start whipping up some food because that's not going to be ready for another hour. Check out DoorDash. Use the promo code, all caps, locked on, no space. Get $5 off your first order when you sign up for the DoorDash app. Pete, you put out an article today um, over on Maven, obviously one of your video series, about you know rook, uh, three rookies in their play. And I, I wanted to get to this here because – I. I there's it's tough, you know, and we've talked about this forever. There's going to be some guys that essentially just can't make this team. It's not necessarily due to their ability. Look, we saw it with DJ Montgomery, which was a fine stash, but it's just the reality of where this franchise is. And even with a lot, so much of this young going on, you know, it seems like we're going to roll out, you know, with, with Odell, but you know, if it's going to be a six man wide receiver group, it's going to be the same, essentially the same five plus Odell. But, you know, so just talk about this piece here and these rookies, because there's a lot of good kids around here right now, and you wish you had the time to develop them.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the the one that you – know, the, the Browns didn't come into this year with, you know, the intention that this rookie class was going to dominate and take over because they just didn't simply need need them to. Uh, and, and, and part of that was trading uh, – Odell oh, no, Beckham, so you didn't have, like, the natural space for those guys. But, and, and then you draft uh, Austin Seibert, and your expectation is he's going to win the job and be good immediately. Uh, outside of that, though, um, it's, it's unlikely that any of the, the rookies are going to come out and play immediately. Having said that, uh, there are three that could sort of evolve into, uh, you know, role players and ultimately starters at some point this season – uh, Mac Wilson uh, could ultimately take over for Chris Kirksey at some point. Um, Mac Wilson has, you know, obviously had the first preseason game with the two picks and and was great and all that. Uh, the last two games have been far more uh, akin to what you'd expect from a rookie linebacker with limited starting experience, but but his coverage skill set, at least, is is legit. Uh, and, and, and if he can get consistent and the game can slow down for him, and obviously most of this would, will likely happen, proving himself on, uh, on, on scout team against Baker Mayfield and the ones, and, and if Chris Kirksey does not bounce back in the way that they need him to, particularly in coverage uh, more than anywhere else, then you could see him start to take some of those reps in coverage, and you could end up having a situation where you've got Joe Sjobert, Mac Wilson, which – you know, has the potential to be a very, very good combination in coverage. Uh, Greedy Williams, uh, you know, when he was drafted, everybody's going, oh, him and Denzel Ward, those are your starting corners, and they're going to be great, and it's going to be those guys for years. And, you know, he came out and started looking very good uh, when they were in, you know, uh, shorts and and jerseys, and then – Looked like he was going to come in and, and, and start right away, but since the pads have come on, his play has fallen off a little bit in, in adjustment. And then the other part of this is Terrence Mitchell has has gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, he's bigger. He's obviously more experienced. He's got more toughness. Uh, that you know, that's playing well for itself. And and it seems like that little bit of an extra push has has helped him step his game up a little bit more. And, and as much as some people are, are probably going to look at this and go, well, this is, you know, we want Greedy Williams to be out there and this is a little disappointing. It, it does appear to have made the group overall better, which is certainly where you want to be, be at with it. But nevertheless, I think Greedy Williams uh, is going to find himself in spots where uh, he's going to be in game plans or specific roles that, that, that he can do well. And if those things uh, keep going uh, and he plays well in those, then he could be a guy who takes over for Terrence Mitchell over the course of the year, more likely the end of the year, I would think. Uh, but nevertheless, that, that could be a, another transition that uh, happen, happens. And then last but certainly not least is Drew Forbes. Uh, the team is almost actively rooting for Drew Forbes to take the job from, from Eric Cush. Uh, physically, just outstanding. He's, he's, he's the prototype in terms of physical talent. And the, the team is obviously very excited about him. He's gotten you know, remarkably better since being here. The, the game hasn't been too fast for him. Uh, he just needs to get better, more consistent. And then, you know, the thing that's going to make or break him in terms of being able to get on the field is going to be pass pro. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield is the franchise, and they're not going to put uh, an inconsistent pass blocker in there, especially since that is what Kush does. Cush uh, is not a great run blocker he's more of a position or a finesse blocker he'll get in the way he'll try to shield guys off but he's not moving guys off the ball which is what Forbes can do but Cush has a good track record when it comes to uh, keeping the quarterback clean and, and when it comes to Baker Mayfield that's the deal so if Drew Forbes can get consistent if Drew Forbes can be a, a, a good pass protector then he, he may have a shot to take over and and the, the, the week I would sort of keep an eye on for that would be the bye week uh, where you could see drew Forbes theoretically take over if he's gotten to that point and there's no real rush for it, but just in terms of what it would do for the running game, uh, giving uh, the interior more power uh, more uh, options there in terms of how, how they can move guys off the ball with shredder and Batonio and Greg Robinson Hubbard's that's not really what he does so that could certainly be a, a big boost to when Kareem Hunt comes back, uh, Nick Chubb in the second half, and, and that would be the other thing I'd sort of keep an eye on. Um,
0: and the thing to keep in mind here, and the way you know, a lot of this is equated as, guys, there's a lot of guys, and we've talked about this, guys are going to have to be extended. And in order to do that, you're going to have to find some cheap replacements for some of these people. Uh, Mac, the combination of Mac Wilson, Sioni, Taki Taki at what they're making Christian Kirksey. Obviously, you're going to be able to move on from Christian Kirksey again. It's always terrible because Christian, Christian Kirksey is just an incredible, incredible off field guy. And you feel bad because injuries have essentially gotten the best of him and he's not the player he is anymore. But you know, business is business, so to speak, in that respect. Uh, Greedy Williams, look, uh, you know. It's great that he hasn't held off Terrence Mitchell. We spoke at Nauseam last year about how well Terrence Mitchell had performed, how terrible it was, you know, uh, at the time. You know, when his you know his arm broke, Denzel at the time was you know just you know scratching the surface as you know an upper echelon you know cornerback in this league. He was being able to make plays. You had Mitchell making plays on the other side. You noticed a you know some of the drop off in turnovers once Terrence Mitchell was, you know, moved on from, you've got some money around there. You know, Terrence Mitchell, you can move on. You can save some money with Greedy Williams. You have a linebacker maybe you'd like to pay. You have a safety with a scenario. So if you can move on for some contracts, it makes it easier to sign some of those guys. But still, you've got to create some money here some way with true Forbes. Uh, we both, you know, we, we've talked, we don't think either tackle will be on the 2020 ro- roster. But, you know, so that's going to create you some money. But also a way – some of that money is going to have to go most likely towards the center position. Look, if you're not going to pay J.C. Treder, you're not just going to draft a center in the second round, especially with the track record of offensive line evaluation here the last couple of years. It's not gone so well. It's great if you hit on Drew Forbes, but you also had a wild swing and a miss on a guy that you took at 33. I'm not sure, you know, where they truly are with J.C. Treder, but – you know, if they think they can do better, it's a gamble. So just pay them. You can move on from Hubbard's money. You can move on from Greg Robinson's money. You know, you save, you know, some uh, some money by playing Drew Forbes, a six-year rookie, a six-round pick rookie salary. It's things you have to do. Again, with Forbes, I-, I think I'm with you as far as the bye week thing. And we had talked about this with Baker. I never thought it was going to be the bye week. Obviously, the Browns' bye week last year was so late in the season. But we figured after the Jet game, because you'd play that Thursday night, And you'd have that entire 10 days till you went into Oakland. If he was going to take the job early, that was the week. And it put us in a position where, you know, it just gives him more time where now you're the guy and he can get acclimated with it all as opposed to just tapping a kid on the shoulder Thursday saying, yeah, you're my guy on Sunday. Uh, You don't want to do it to him. Give him a little time to, you know, get themselves comfortable with the situation here. But Pete, I mean, obviously, you know, they were, you know, for the most part, the predominant pick. And it's funny, as much – as we spent on Sioni taki taki this Sioni, taki taki that i mean i mean we're looking at a you know do we see even if he's healthy does he dress week 1 it's you know obviously a very very bad time for a hamstring injury
1: um it, it's hard to know if Sione taki, taki i still look at him for games like against the ravens or some of these teams or your the bills where you're looking for a more of a heavy run action. And that's, you know, that is what he does. He's going to freaking get up there and, and, and knock people out. Uh, certainly can, can play that sand position and, and own the edge. Um, the issue is you can't really trust him at this point in pass coverage because he simply hasn't done. And obviously being hurt doesn't help. So yeah, I, I would expect um, that, that he is is probably a little bit behind in that regard but it's another thing where, you know, when it comes to during the season, you're talking about scout team reps and those types of things. You just don't know how much, you know, guys are sort of improving or, or, or getting better at those things. But there are absolutely teams, and the Ravens are the ones that stand out, where Sione Taki would be an excellent player, uh, you know, assuming he's doing what he needs to, is uh, to, you know, just follow around Lamar Jackson and just hit him every single time uh, that he looks like he's carrying the ball or whatever. Uh, but, and he can certainly, uh, if he, if he's a guy who helps on special teams, he's going to play. And seemingly both he and Mac Wilson are fixtures on those units. So I would assume if he, if he's healthy, he'll be out there, but it, it's just a question of when you're actually going to see him on the field. But, you know, we keep talking about, you know, contracts and John Dorsey. It is, August 27th and nothing has gotten done. Um, And obviously they're still trying to work out the roster for this year, but whether it's Odell Beckham, whether it's Olivier Vernon, those are contracts that need to be redone, whether it's, you know, Joe Schobert, whether it's JC Treder, in light of the fact that you know, goddamn well that it's not Treder You you cannot say it's going to be Corvette right now. You just can't do it. Uh, You know, they are not, You know, it it seems like they basically flirted with Demaryius Randall. That went nowhere, and we've basically shut it down since then. And I don't know what what the deal is, what the plan is. I mean, and and, and I hope – I'm assuming they have one. I hope they have one, uh, that maybe they're trying to get some of these things done during the season. But, you know, there's just this thing where it feels like they're going to let all these things go to next year – and you're basically going to be trying to get all this, all these contracts and things done in before March, uh, before guys get to the open market, and and you're going to be trying to rush contracts and get things done when they're going to cost more, because they've got another year. Like Schobert and and Treader will be free agents at that point, rather than getting it done now, or they're, you know, the, the, before uh, they would get through this year. And I don't know why. There's just very little sense of a vision of where this team is going. And I think, you know, certainly for a fan standpoint, you'd obviously like to get a sense of where things are going. But, you know, from the team standpoint, I, I can't imagine uh, that the players love this either. I mean, on some level, it's, you know, you're only worried about you. But I think, you know, if you're, you're one of these guys who's here for the long haul, you'd like to get a sense that, like, these – you know, some of these guys are going to be here a while – that are really good players uh, and and get some of those decisions made. And I don't know why we have not made any progress on that front.
0: Um, It does get a little bit of a feeling of, and, you know, it gets a little feeling of Earl Thomas, you know, I mean, these guys are going to go out there battle for everything for this franchise. And, you know, right now there's nothing, you know, no end game for it. And look, you know, they're gamers, they're going to do it, but, you know, (laughs) guys like their money and especially you know if they've been playing ball like joe schobert and Demarius randall have vivid seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime with vivid seats listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person earning credit back on all purchases made through the vivid Seats app via the vivid seats rewards loyalty program vivid seats Helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats app. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience, as well as in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. With Vivid Seats status uh, reigning from MVP to Hall of Famer, customers can learn, uh, earn 10% to 15% uh, credit on their purchases through their app for the month of August. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program and will enjoy credits on all the purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. We all love a night out, whether it's live music, concerts. Obviously, you guys know Mrs. Lloyd. I talk all the time she loves her live music um obviously for me i love to go out sporting events you know uh with vivid seats rewards loyalty program you can go ahead to the concert or show or theater a ball game of your choice uh use your top uh your top uh sources for tickets for any event that you are looking for to make things even better vivid seats now has the loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats reward for the month of August. Earn double credit back from 10% to 15% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid, Se- Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats uh, rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee for the month of August. If you're signing up for Vivid Seats, enter the promo code KICKOFF all caps. No space, check out, and at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Thank you to Vivid Seats for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Pete, almost time to put a bow up on this, but, uh, you know, obviously, you know, nobody looking to tip their hands here right now, but anything league-wise here? I mean, we got to the clowny thing. Um, You know, there's some, you know, rumblings from the uh, OBR that, you know, they're certainly checking any stone. That's not on turn to get a possible another offensive lineman in here. Of course, I mean, we've seen this far. I guess that would make some sense. But anything, Pete, we have not touched on to this point.
1: Uh, So Antonio Brown uh, is still uh, not letting go of his uh, issue with Ben Roethlisberger. (coughs) He uh, responded to a tweet that was in response to – or that was discussing uh, Ben Roethlisberger talking about how he was regretted uh, calling out Antonio Brown, you know, for the interception, the, the Denver Broncos that he threw to an offensive lineman uh, and said he, he regret- <laughs> it ruined a friendship. <laughs> which is fascinating because he's done this any number of times uh in the past and never apologized or anything about them uh which is you know goes to show this is one of the super Ben Rothersberger never seems to understand why uh people don't like him when he <laughs> seems to be a giant douche um
0: he's still like the he's still like the the guy in your fraternity that you like almost upset you have to like cuz you're in a fraternity with him
1: he just uh he's not a popular man in you know with people who have to deal with them in Pittsburgh, but this is what it is. So anyway, uh, Antonio Brown responded by basically saying they were never friends. He was just in it to get his ends. I think he was the word he used. Uh, so there's that. And then uh, uh, apparently the Pittsburgh Steelers put in a, a waiver claim for Javante Dean, who was waived by the Browns uh, a couple days ago uh, that, that uh, you know, that was part of the whole thing. You know, it seemed like the Browns, as they're sort of trimming down and was seemingly trying to do right uh, by some agents with this, uh, getting guys out sooner that they weren't going to keep. And uh, now Javante Dean has a shot in Pittsburgh uh, to make it there. And I know I'm sure somebody's going to say, well, this is about, you know, trying to get information about the Browns, uh, whatever. They don't play for another, you know, over almost three months. So I, I mean, I mean, sure. On some level, I suppose, but no, this is about Javante Dean. Uh, the Steelers have major issues on the secondary. Uh, they have some depth uh, questions, and they need to keep rolling bodies. So that's uh, Javante Dean gets a gets a shot to ha- see if he can prove himself there.
0: Um, this isn't more of a getting information out of Javante Dean. This is more of a Artie Burns isn't very good.
1: Well, that <laughs> John Davis, uh, I don't know what, what the injury was, but he went down in the preseason game, came up Gimpy. So they're, they're, they are hurting in a few spots.
0: Yeah, so I uh, like it's, you know, and you're certainly not getting much information because, look, I mean, there's not really been much put out with Odell yet to this point. Uh for Pete, uh check out the work. Uh at Brown uh at Browns Maven on Twitter. Brownsmaven.com, you know, the video series. Um look the opportunity for stuff's gonna pick up here. Look, every outlet that's wanting content, they're pushing more and more. They you know they want brown stuff. Uh there's gonna be stuff coming from Pete and some others coming out through Brownsmaven. Uh look, it's a popular product right now. People can't get enough of the Cleveland Browns, so check out that. Brownsmaven.com. Obviously, sign up, become a member, get involved with the forums. Follow Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, the show at Locked On Browns. Always a follow back account, so send us a follow over there. DMs are open. I know a lot of people Twitter shy. Anything you want, questions you want asked, stuff you'd like to talk on the show. Go ahead, drop a DM. I'm always willing to return those for you guys. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. i the aware. Throw a follow. Again, something you, you got a question or you know question from the show or something you just don't understand and you don't want to you know deal with you know being labeled football dumb whatever. I usually have the time, so send over the DM, I'll get to it, and sometimes the questions are good enough, you know, I, you, you, a lot of people can testify the fact, you know what, that's good, I'm going to throw it in a show tonight, so it, it helps, because trust me guys, we do the, as many of these as we do, sometimes we're looking for ideas, we're looking for stuff to put into the show, so that's great for that, and I always appreciate the feedback in that respect, uh, guys, just bear with us here, I know, you know, Zoom here, it's not gone perfectly yet, but there's only so much attention I can give to this right now while I'm on vacation. Uh, you know, I've I've reached out and I I know some ways I can tweak this, but I I just can't make this my sole purpose here while I'm on vacation. You know, with my wife and kids here before they go back to school and everybody kind of goes their separate ways all day long, and then we catch up around dinner time. We'll use DoorDash, I guess, apparently. Uh, but thanks for being along for the ride. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB on the L O B. Let's go Browns.